Buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodding and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Hi, Jim Rodding. I'm in Florida, down in Punta Gorda, Florida. And if you want to reach me, it's 218-348-7653. Good afternoon, Gary. Give out your phone number right away because we always forget this. Jim, I'm at 218-390-0615 up here in the Twin Ports, licensed in both Minnesota and Wisconsin. All right, Gary, just in case you want it, um, right now the temperature update is uh, 75 and breezy. Oh. <laughs> it's hard to take. Uh, I don't know how to respond to that. Right. Well, I just I, I think it's fair that I give you a that I I give you a update on the temperature. Maybe it's cruel. Maybe I shouldn't. But anyway, it's, you know, we it's, just came off a real a real extreme um, cold snap here. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've had um, we've had a couple of interesting local stories here, Jim, in the last week or so. And they they're they're interesting, but they're they're also, you know, kind of, you know, a bummer. And they've been and yeah. they've dealt with some of these these uh, old building structure fires. And um, most recently, uh, earlier this week, we had the old Seaway Hotel, it's now known as the Esmond Building. Uh, out in the Lincoln Park area, uh, that burned down. And and I got to tell you something. Uh, it was a frigid. I mean, I think that was one of those days where it was thirty to forty below windshields. Yeah. That was outside. And, and and it's really funny because I, I actually happened to be driving by there, and, and I was on the freeway, and I was you know heading heading south on on thirty five, and the um, I could see this smoke, and I had my one of my kids with me, and I said that's a fire. And he goes, how do you know? Isn't it usually black smoke? And I said, that's too much smoke. I said, and it was all white smoke. You didn't see any black smoke at all. But I said, that's just too much smoke. That's a big fire going on. And as, and, and this was, you know, we were, you know, you know, down by the essential building and I could see the smoke billowing that far away. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as we got out there, I'm thinking, my gosh, this is a nasty this was a lot of smoke and it was just pluming up and like rolling smoke. It was incredible. And as we got up there and, um, uh, you know, we got by, I still couldn't tell what building it was, but, um, uh, I got by there and I looked and I, and, and I got a glance of it and I thought, Oh man, that's the old seaway. Hotel. Yeah. And, um, I remember we was, were, we, and, we've talked about the seaway building on our radio show over the last 10, 11 years. Oh, sure. We have. Yeah. And they, that's, that's scheduled to be, uh, uh, renovated, not renovated, but they the city had approved, uh, I think, up to seventy five thousand dollars to demo, demo that building because they're going to build a whole new uh, apartment complex there. And and then one of the neighboring properties, I, I I don't know if you remember this, but this was the old hobby building, and this guy sold out a while ago. And I actually knew the people that bought that from him, and they had an antique store there, and the. Um, uh, the developer that was that is scheduled to do the uh, uh, the apartment complex there bought those people out, and I actually had to write the purchase agreement for them. 
Oh, really? And uh, uh, give that to them. And they just recently got all their stuff out of that building because they had a lot of stuff in there. And uh, and, and so um, uh, whether or not, you know, how much more demo this is going to need. But the other thing that I think was was interesting is these uh, firefighters. You know, and I have it. They've got some of these new uh, ladder fire trucks where they can go up on these uh, uh, extended ladder extended type rigs and they can stand up there and they can spray water over the top of these buildings. And, and, and I mean, you know, you, if you remember in, in the old days, they used to have to carry the hose up these ladders and have a hose, but they've got like these uh, cherry picker type right. uh, baskets. Yep. And, and so they had a series of these, uh, rigs around there pouring water on the top of it and uh, uh, I believe one of the reports said that the building had collapsed and I, and I believe the back building <coughs> or the back part of the structure had collapsed too. Didn't, so, they, didn't they say uh, in the in the I, I read about it as well and, and didn't they say that by the time the firemen got there I don't even think they put any guys in the building right? Um, they, I they, think they did initially but they? I think they pulled them all out because it became too unstable. Right and they and, knew it was uh, empty. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Oh, thank I, I think, God. I mean, wow. Well, I, I really, I haven't heard anything what was the cause of that one, but there's been speculation that, uh, you know, it was some some people, homeless people that right. That's were in there, and, and, and they've been going in these buildings and they build these small fires yeah. in there, and lo and behold, you know, it's um, you know, it, it caught fire and uh, oh. and it's it's gone, you know. Yeah, but, and it's obviously uh, still under investigation. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure it is. But really. Oh. Thankfully, it was unoccupied, right. and and there wasn't you know that building's going to be a complete loss. Uh, I believe the building next door, and then they had to shut power off to all these other buildings, and so I think there probably was some type of smoke damage to some of the surrounding buildings. But uh, that building's been around for a long time. A lot of history with that here locally in Duluth, especially in that Lincoln Park neighborhood, and uh, uh, it'll be good to see that. Um, uh, come down. It's it's unfortunate, it's, and you don't like to see that type of stuff happen. But um, uh, it was it was a pretty uh, it was a pretty good fire, you know. And then uh, Jim, there was another fire across the bridge over in Superior. Yeah, I saw a that too. A week ago. Yeah. And uh, this was um, the old Severson's Fishery, and that building's been on the market. And I had actually been to that building um, last summer. Uh, and then there was another building there that, that caught fire because of that. And um, uh, this is another building where I was outside of my house. I was I just I was getting onto uh, the um, the freeway in the off of London Road there, and you could see this big plume of black smoke coming across. And I thought, oh boy, something's on fire over there. And um, you know they shut the the high bridge down for a time. And that, um, uh, and then what, like I said, one of the other, like a mercantile building or whatever, and guess who the owner of it is? Oh, one of the know. other buildings that burned. Uh-uh. Who? Eric Ringsred. Oh, really? So, you know, I, I <coughs> what the first thing that went through my mind when I heard that, oh, God, I hope he's got insurance. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so, and I haven't heard anything following up on that, but uh, apparently they had a, a tenant in there 
And this is one of those tenants that had all these old costumes and things like that. Right. Uh, all, all those collections and stuff like that. And I, from what I heard, they're, Total loss. They're, they're completely yeah. And if I if I if I know if I think I know the building, they they used to have like uh, like uh, uh, weird things that uh, no other place put, could possibly have. They used to have that kind of a you know I don't know just different artifacts from from way back when or whatever or strange parts for things. You could find a lot of stuff in that building. Um, you know, and if you remember a few years back, there was another building that burnt right over there, too. One of those old, I don't know if, <clears throat> if it was, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I saw, oh. Well, here, I'll, I'll cover for you while you clear your throat. I, I also understood that uh, there was a, um, I don't know if it was a grain elevator, um, but uh, also was very lucky to escape fire um, from catching it from one of those buildings that had burnt. I think I'm back. Okay, all right. I, I was just commenting that, that it was lucky that there was a, there was another big one that was saved that, that could have caught on fire. Yeah, but there was another building there, too. Uh, of, this was three or four years ago. <clears throat> that was one of those tower-like structures, and that, that burned, too. <clears throat> and I remember... That was, uh, the, that that was the, the one fire. with all the most valuable wood. Yes. Yeah. And that right. was... They went and salvaged this. And I actually know somebody that bought some of that wood. Right, yeah. And, it burnt down uh, when they were salvaging. I mean, it, it was being salvaged over years, you know. But the wood was fat, fascinating. Yeah, it they was, cut, yeah. cut through this wood to make things. And, and if you could see the inside of this wood, it was just, like, incredible. And the, uh, yeah. the, the smell of it and the aroma of it is just, like, incredible. So there's some unbelievable wood that was used to construct these buildings with. And... Uh, <clears throat> I hope that some of it is still salvageable because it is really good stuff. Yeah, and, uh, it's, it's just sad. Yeah. I mean, um, salvaging those buildings obviously is going to, no matter who does it, it's going to take years to do because they're so massive. Um, and, you know, it's just such a sad loss with the, the price of, of, you know, I mean, fresh lumber. You just know that's just so much money that's gone up in smoke and so much things, you know, that could be used to, to you know, build or whatever, anything you needed. So, all right, hey so, Gary, listen, we're we're we might as well take a break here. We're we're right up on it. So, folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we will be right back. Hang right in. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here. Um, Gary is up in the Twin Ports, and I have moved down to Florida. So, if you need a house down in Florida, give me a call. 218-348-7653. And Gary, how about yourself? Jim, I'm at 218-390-0615. And again, I want to give a shout out for anybody that's thinking about selling their home. I still have buyers that are looking for properties. And if you have a property and want, and maybe aren't ready to put it on the market yet, uh, you can give, give me a call and see if we can do a one-time showing, save a few bucks on the real estate fees and uh, uh, get these folks through there and see if we can we can find them a house yep yep that's yep we all need that gary um and down here i'm actually uh, i'm actually with some buyers from minneapolis um who are going to buy a house down here so I, i've been selling quite a quite a few little number of homes to people from up north um everybody seems to love it once they come even to visit they decide yeah i am going to buy here 
it is beautiful. So anyway, um, all right, Gary, what's our next subject? Mortgage interest rates, Jim. Um, wow. They have got, they're at the highest rates uh, right now since March of 2020. So we go back two years and we haven't seen these types of rates since then. And they've jumped since we were talking about it last right. week. And the FHA and the VA 30-year terms are both over 4% already. Right. Uh, they're, they're both at 4 and 8%. And the uh, 30-year uh, conventional term has jumped to 3.75. So you've got, um, you've got a change uh, or what we call a shift in the marketplace uh as to what is going on with these mortgage interest rates and uh you know you can still get a 15 year term if you you know if you've got significant down payment and you want to do a short term shorter term mortgage for a conventional you can still get a 15 year term for 2.625 and that's for a conventional mortgage uh so you, you can still get a good rate but these 30 year terms are going up and uh, it'd be interesting to see jim um how high they go, where they are going to go now. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, when, when we were doing predictions last year, start of 2021, right. This was one of the big things that these experts predicted, but that these interest rates were going to go north of 4%. And it really didn't materialize last year, but we're starting to see it now. Yeah. And And you can, there's, there's so much going on in the economy, you know, um, it's just, um, I, it's it's hard for us to judge anyway, Gary, because we're not very good um, we're not very good at procrastinating or I mean uh, predicting what the rates are going to do every every time we predict something usually goes the other way. So, um, but yeah, it's just uh, what's what's going on in the in the economy right now, and um, there's everything is affecting everything. It seems to me, um, but yeah, the rates are rates are definitely going up. Well, you you've heard uh, the um, the Fed begin to talk about. Raising their rates, and those aren't necessarily mortgage interest rates we're talking about. Right, these are the rates that they they charge to the best customers. They call these overnight rates, and uh, uh, you begin to hear hear that type of talk going on. And so, you know, we've been in this what they call quantitative easing since the housing recession, and we. I don't think we've ever really come out of it, you know. Right. And, and so I think that that they they their feeling is is that the economy is is good, inflation is is um, back. They want to keep that in check, and so I think that they're going to um, you're going to see these rates go up uh, across the board, you know. And ultimately, what it looks like and how high they go, I think that remains to be seen. But um, make no mistake about it these mortgage interest rates have changed and uh, it's going to be a little bit more expensive for people that are buying homes but uh, i still think it's a good environment and uh, everybody will be just fine yeah so gary i have a i have a question for you so i haven't been um selling in the uh, twin ports this winter at all and it just seems to me like um you know after we get through january like past january 10th up there um, the phones and, and, and a lot of activities seem to start happening all around. Um, do you feel that's the case right now? I think you're starting to see more properties come on the market. It, it was really slow, especially the last three weeks. Well, it's cold as it's um, been, yeah. I think we well, got Well, and the cold and everything. Yeah. But, you know, buyers are calling. Um, I've actually 
you know, for the first time in, you know, a little over a month, I've had a couple of buyer interviews. And so um, I think, you're, yeah, you're starting to see a little bit more activity. And, uh, you know, my big, one of the things I'm watching is, is when we're going to start seeing these listings come on the market, because last year, <clears throat> this market kicked in uh, right at this point as right. we went into yeah. mid to late yep. January. We started to see this like incredible activity and hearing about all this frenzy and everything. As we got into February of last year, it was just, it really took off. And, and so just kind of waiting to hear uh, what's going on there. But talking to a couple of our agents this week, some of them are really busy right now. And so <clears throat> we're not seeing the level of listings come on the marketplace, but I kind of feel that I feel the energies uh, coming around and uh, that we're going to start to see this market pick up here shortly. Right. Yeah. And I think that um, the weather has a lot to do with that. I mean, who wants to list their house when it's below zero? Uh, how much snow do you have on the ground? We have a bit of snow. I think, um, you know, we've had a couple of good snowstorms recently. We had a little bit of snow earlier this week and we're scheduled to have these little hit or miss things going on for the next few days but uh um we definitely got a snow cover i got gotcha. you it's winter up here jim right i hear you i hear you uh, i have an interesting uh listing to talk about um it's the priciest listing in america guess how much it's listed for <clears throat> is it is it in florida it is in california it's, it's 105,000 square feet. It has 21 bedrooms and 42 bathrooms. Is this the property <laughs> that is unfinished? Yeah. Yeah, I read this article yeah. on that property. It was, and, it was uh, expected to have an asking price of $500 million, but they're not quite there. All right, do you give up? Do you want to give one guess? I will say that the price on that thing is... Wasn't it up around a billion dollars? No, no, no. They were hoping to get five hundred million, but I think because it's it's uh it's uh unfinished. Or it was under five. Yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, so it's two nine two hundred ninety five million, and um, the guy that the guy that owns it has got multiple lawsuits. So the sale is subject to uh, uh, ex ex excusions from some of these lawsuits. So I think that two ninety five must be uh, must be somewhere close to maybe what he's got into it. Um, well, he I think I think the number was he's, he had one hundred and eighty million dollars of debt, if I remember correctly. Okay, there you go. That that they're trying to pay off. Yep. And so um, yeah, but, he's in, but this yeah he's being sued for foreclosure. You oh know. yeah, he and and he owes contractors money. He's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, guy's name is Niall Niemi. He's a Hollywood producer who became a real estate developer. There you go. See, smart people know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> but I think that oh, auction, boy. isn't that auction coming up? It's like, um, I think it's next month, actually, that they're going to auction this property up. Well, it's going to run I don't, for they several maybe, days. Maybe they came to an agreement, and maybe it is next month, but in the meantime, he put it, on, he put it up for sale. So, right, you and I know that if there's a property that's going to be auctioned off, but the auction isn't until you know a month or two from now. The current owner obviously has the right to to try to clear the debt before the auction. So that must be what's going on. So yeah, they've listed it for two hundred and ninety-five million. 
And uh, and I think isn't this in like the Bel Air neighborhood? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, in Bel Air. Yeah, it's known as the one in quotation marks. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh! What a what well, a. Well, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this one because I saw the pictures of this one and uh, boy, I think I this was like on the news somewhere. Uh, they did a little thing on this, and the pictures were just like incredible. I mean, this is just a, yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah, a, 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 an incredible looking property. But it's not done; it still needs right. to be completed, and that's part of it. Is we should, whoever the, buys the, it, they're going to yeah. pay that kind of money for it, Jim. The listing agent is uh, is Brandon Williams of the Beverly Hills Estates. Maybe we'll call him this week and see if he'll come on for an interview. That'd be that would be that would be nice. So it says so far this year, the state of California. <laughs> Posted its highest sale ever to date. Uh, well, maybe it was just year to date. $177 million home in Malibu. Holy Christmas. So, now the other thing about this too, Jim, if, yep. you know, this is gonna, if this goes to auction, yep. the buyer is going to be responsible for a 12% uh, fee that goes yep. to the auction company. So, not only do you pay for the house, you have to pay that 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 12% fee that's to the quite, that's quite the fee i i, I mean <laughs> right i mean that's, you and i there have been auctions in the twin ports and i mean back especially when the uh you know when we were in and around when there was a lot of these kind of foreclosures and stuff you know 10 years ago or whatever or more um i mean those auction fees were like 3 or 3 to 6 i've never heard of 10 how about you no, I mean it's it's. Or, uh, or did you say eleven? That's pretty spendy. No, this one was twelve percent that they're yeah. charging. Uh, whoever buys it has to pay that additional twelve percent fee. Right. So uh, this is not a cheap house all the way around, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with this one. But uh, um, well, you yeah, think, the most you, expensive house in America right now. You think that the uh, that the note holders would have negotiated a better auction deal because. Okay, the buyer's paying it, sure, but I'm telling you, 12%, people who are going to bid on this house are going to take that into mind, I would think. So I, I think that's a bad call. Um, just uh, <laughs> I think that buyers are going to keep that in mind. There's not going to be very many buyers for that to, to be bidding at that auction. Um, but Yeah, yeah and I'm looking at this, this article now, and it's, it said that the, uh, it's estimated that it could take $10 million to finish this. And right. to uh, up to a year to do the repair and finish of that mansion. Right. Um, so that is just an absolutely. Well, yeah, but but remember, he's got two hundred million dollars in debt on it. You know. Yeah. I mean, so ten million. It sounds like he's ninety percent done. <laughs> oh boy! But I mean, it's it's crazy. Uh, anyway. Well, interesting uh, real estate stuff across the country and. Uh, Something we don't deal with up here, but uh, oh yeah, boy, we had we had a record price for uh, the sale of a residential property up here in Twin Ports this past summer of two point five million. What, wasn't that, was that um, on London Road? No, that was on Park Point. Mm, mm. That's right. We talked and, about this one last week. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but to uh, see what those types of things are selling for, uh, it just doesn't it simply doesn't compare. Yep. Well, Jim? let's see. So, um, I guess we got nothing else on that one. I was just just perusing, and I don't see anything more. That's probably into that one. 
Well, I want to talk a little bit about a property I sold last year that I, I just, I, I've been wanting to talk about it here, but really haven't had the chance with, with the shows over the last couple of weeks. Um, and this is a property out, uh, as you get out into Floodwood. And I've, I've been saying for years that, in my opinion, some of the most valuable properties out there are lake properties and riverfront properties. And, and you always have your eye open for these these types of properties. And um, I was working with a buyer uh, that had been looking for some of this. And we had looked at, at some land and we had been all into uh, uh, down into Wisconsin. We, we, she, she was very interested in a, in a piece of land down in Foxborough. Um, and, um, you know, we found this piece of land up in, in Floodwood. It was over 90 acres. And uh, she sent me the information on it. And I just was like, oh, my gosh, we got to get up there and look at this place right now. And uh, this had over a thousand feet of frontage on the St. Louis River. Wow! And uh, ninety-one acres. And when we got up there, I was—you know—I looked at the pictures online and everything, and I thought, "Oh boy, this is kind of nice," you know. And uh, uh, but when we got up there, it was absolutely floored. And you know, we drove in there and we got out, and I could tell she just kind of, you know, fell for this place. Um, they had uh, they had built all of these nice pole barns. This land was completely fenced in. This used to be like an old horse farm, okay. and so it was it, it was completely fenced in. And you're talking ninety acres of land here. Um, and then they had built this road. It was a it had to be close to a half a mile road that you had to, to go down to get back to the river. We got down in the, in the, down to this little area by the river, and they had built a little pavilion back there. But what they had done there was so good and and so well done. You know, I think we just looked at each other, and uh, you know, the, the buyer just you know, based on everything else that we had looked at, I think the buyer just said, you know, this is this is worth it. And this property had been on the market previously for quite a bit quite a bit less money um and so you know we put an offer together we we lowballed them and they came back and they said uh, uh no <laughs> and uh the buyer uh, you know she just didn't want to mess around so she gave them a little bit more than what they were asking for it and they took her offer okay but uh i i firmly believe this pro- this property was a little bit underpriced because you can't the st louis river is a, a beautiful river yeah, and this is, is up, upstream from from like uh, you know, you got potlatch and everything, so you don't have any any of that stuff flowing downstream or anything like that. Um, uh, and and to get a thousand feet of frontage on on any type of land to me is just so rare. Yeah, um, it's a good and, investment. And, I mean, the the future for um, you know for increase in value there is obvious. You know, it's incredible. And they had uh, the hand pump wells. They had the, all the infrastructure that 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 this these people had done to this property um, was incredible and, and it was done well and uh, was well taken care of. <clears throat> and um, I think one of the spouses passed away and uh, the surviving spouse just couldn't deal with it. And so it was a rare property. This buyer got it. She got a heck of a piece of property. And uh, um, I think it's, it's, it's probably well worth it and, and, and worth quite a bit more money than, okay. than what she paid for it. Gary, we got to stop you right there. We got to take our break. We'll be right back, folks. Hang in. 
Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney and Gary Callagher here from Remax. Gary, why don't you give us your phone number? I'm at 218-390-0615. You should probably tell them what you're looking for again. And Yeah, I've got buyers out there. Uh, you know, we're looking for... Uh, if you got a view property up to $400,000, that would be ideal. But other than that, just anything that is a nice house, uh, they don't like leaky basements and, uh, um, have another couple that's looking for, they'd be ideal to have a lake property or again, river property with a house on it. And, uh, uh, they can, you know, they have the resources to pay, pay decent money. Should it be? And then, um, uh, another couple, you know, that, that has been looking, they're probably three to 350,000 price range. And, uh, basically just looking for a nice house. would like to be in the Condon area, but, uh, um, yeah, if you uh, have a house, you don't want to put it on the market yet. Uh, give a call 218-390-0615. All right. Very good. And, uh, I'm down here in Punta Gorda, Florida. I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, down here, if anybody wants to buy a house, you can you can buy a variety of things. You can buy a house on a golf course. You can buy a house on a intercoastal canal, which will get you out to the ocean if you want. And Punta Gorda is kind of like Duluth and Superior, Gary. It's uh, right across the right across the river um, is Port Charlotte, and Punta Gorda is the smaller of the two, and Port Charlotte is the one that has all the goodies. You know, all the all the stores, all the chains, and everything like that. And we're separated by the Peace River. So it's without the hills, it's similar to Duluth and Superior. Um, and there's, there's all kinds of, all kinds of different things that a person can buy down here from. And I think the beginner, the starter number here right now is probably about 200. Um, and, uh, then it, it, it can go into the multi-millions. There was like a $3 million place that just closed here not too long ago. But anyway, yeah, and if you want to get a hold of me, 218-348-7653, and I can tell you what we got down here in inventory. All right, Gary, I, I found an article that I want to talk, talk to you about a little bit. I think sure. this is pretty pretty interesting. It's, it's about one of our competitors um, nationwide, Keller Williams. Um, they're launching a new division. Have you heard about this? No. I mean, it, it, it makes sense to me. I'm surprised, actually, that I haven't heard another company doing it. Keller Williams launches Sports and Entertainment Group. So they've launched an initiative to help its real estate agents become sports and entertainment experts with expectations of catering to clients in those sectors. Um, I'm kind of surprised that, you know, Remax doesn't have a sports and entertainment, you know, area that, you know, if we run into somebody famous, you know, maybe we can get some tips. What do you think? Uh, that could be interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Um. Yeah, it's uh, there's there's a guy here that they're quoting. He says he's represented and advised more than 500 sports and entertainment clients, and he'll be the director of this division at Keller Williams. His name is Jordan Stewart. So that interesting. Well, that, that's yeah, very interesting. I think sports and entertainment are big parts of everybody's lives. So uh, be something to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely kind of a new twist. But, yeah, uh, I was just trying to find some interesting tidbits of real estate, and that was certainly one that caught my eye. So, well, Jim, we have some uh, interesting news going on in the in the world of uh, real estate up here in Duluth, and uh, uh, you know, with our MLS systems, we've got. Uh, I, I I don't know if you recall up here, but uh, 
uh, year or so ago, there was, uh, you know, we have a local MLS system that's called Paragon, and it's where we input all of our listings. Yep. But there are many MLS systems um, across the country and, and even within our state. Well, and for a matter and, of fact, ours down here is wildly different than the Paragon system up north. Yeah, but but the Twin Cities area has um, an MLS system. It's called North Star. And um, North Star has, uh, we have a big vote on whether or not we wanted to join oh. that North Star system yep. a couple of years ago. I don't know if you recall I, I do remember that. And um, I think they're, they're, they're trying to you know, revive that and see if, if uh, there's any more energy to want to do that. And, you know, agents will call and, you know, we've been in the business a long time. So people like will call and ask our opinion. What do we think about it? And uh, uh, one of the things that I always I that always comes back to me about this is our association up here is like, I think I think if I'm correct, we're one of the top two or three oldest MLS or one uh, top two associations in the country. And, uh, you know, we've been around a long time. And so. Um, and I think Superior was founded, I mean, not too many years different than Duluth. So the old Superior one, which merged into the Duluth Association, would have almost an equal lineage. Yeah, and so um, um, that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the MLS system. But I think that there's always a local flavor. You hate to lose that stuff um, and, and go with... with um, somebody that we don't know, you know, they operate out of the Twin Cities. And, and I belong to North Star, too, so I'm familiar with that system. But um, uh, losing what we have here locally, I think sometimes it's like, is it worth it? And and I don't I don't really know what the answer is. And, and uh, I think some agents get up in arms about everything. And uh, I talked to one in particular this week, and, and uh, we, you know, I just said, look, I said, we've been in this business a long time, and we've seen a lot of changes, a lot of shifts, a lot of everything. And uh, and I said we're all still here. We're all still survived, you know. And I think we we've, we've been we've been through so much. And so uh, and I think at the end of the day, uh, what people really forget about is is our consumers and what our consumers want. Because at, at the end of the day, they're really the most important people that uh, that that we deal with. Yeah, it doesn't matter what MLS system here. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So, it, but also, they don't care. It, they, they are don't they care. would they have to walk away from from having the association and and keeping its lineage? I mean, that's just an MLS. I vendor. don't think so. I don't think so. That I think that that could all stay intact. But I think that there could be some yeah. obviously some structural changes. I don't know. But um, uh, you know, you get so used to doing business one way and and change is, is can be very hard for some people to deal with and uh, uh, and so trying to sort a lot of this stuff out I think at the end of the day from the consumers perspective I don't think they care I think the consumers just want to buy a house and they they've got their uh, uh, portals that they look at you know everybody's on Zillow realtor.com truly homes.com redfin whatever wherever they're getting their information from and so um, but but I think a lot of people can get up in arms about this, and quite frankly, sometimes change is good, sometimes it isn't good, you know. But well, but, can I uh, can yeah. I give you my take? Yeah. Um, so I've uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I remember I remember the vote. Um, I remember I I personally voted to do it uh, after thinking about it a long time, and I was against it for a long time before the vote finally came up, um, and then it didn't it didn't go through, and I moved down here. 
Um, this MLS system that I am in goes all the way up to Tampa, which is 200 miles north of here. It, it includes all the areas in between, I would say, for a... Well, it's all up, up the... Up the um, um, up the Gulf Coast, up to Tampa from here, and and then down to to basically the the parts of Fort Myers before another association kicks in. And I'm a, and I'm a member of that association, but I'm I'm generally in this one. And these folks that I was talking about that are up from the cities that are going to buy a, a you know a house and, and and a nice one at that. I mean, they might want to buy up in uh, by Sarasota or up by Venice, which is eighty or ninety miles away. And I would say that you know, ten years ago, even I would, I would, I would have referred them to another agent because I couldn't do the proper research to tell them whether or not they were getting a good deal or they were paying market price or if they're paying too much. But now, with all that information at my at my fingertips, I don't need to refer them. I just need to drive there a couple of times, find them a house, and sell it to them, and, and know that I've you know I've serviced them and I've also you know made a livelihood here for myself. Um, so I would be all for it if I were you. I think the other thing, too, is when we were up there, and this is the reason that I voted yes, and I'm sorry for going on, but um, I was kind of irritated that consumers would call me with a listing, a house that was for sale, and I couldn't find it. And it's because it was in a neighboring MLS only. Um, and so they were able to find more information online than I really could access. And that was nerve-wracking to me. And I thought, you know, if we were all one, it would just be so much easier. And uh, so that that's my case in point. Well, we've got, like I said, we've gone through a lot of changes. And I think we're going to probably go through another type of a change here. But uh, Yeah, um, I think that's progress. I think you're right. Well, we'll see what happens with the future holds. But um, real estate is just such an interesting, um, you know, industry across the board i mean it's just one of those things to where everybody's interested in it uh it's the american dream of owning a home and so there's a lot of of interest in in what we do you know as real estate people and uh helping people and uh taking care of people and you know that's yeah. really the bottom line in this stuff and, yeah and if they, all they keep... access their information like i said i don't think they care yeah right. but uh you know uh, and the other thing is is that the, the Duluth Superior area is very supportive of of their association, and by going by by going with that other MLS, you don't have to destroy that. You can keep the building. Um, there's a lot of continuing education that goes on in that building. It's very well attended, and there's a lot of a lot of local issues that I, if everything's switched down to the Twin Cities, it's going to seem like it's you know it's kind of out of your area and out of your out of your way to really control or to have input on. So you can keep that alive and well, and then that lineage goes on, like we were talking earlier. So yeah, all right, hey Gary, we're stuff. we're up on a hard break here, so let's let's do that, and we'll come back to finish it up. Folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the last short segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ron and Gary Callagher here from Remax, and uh, we're gonna. Finish this up by reporting some Twin Ports stats, so I'll turn it over to Gary. Jim, locally here, and this is in the Duluth market only, and this, we're basically two weeks into the year here, so there's not a lot of activity or a lot of numbers. Uh, and I just want to remind everybody that uh, hopefully by next week we'll have all the data down for all the neighborhoods. Uh, it's a little bit more challenging putting the data together because they've limited our neighborhoods in our searches, so 
it, it requires a little bit more work, but uh, always interesting to see how the neighborhoods uh, stacked up against one another and to see if uh, Lakeside is still the number one uh, neighborhood in the city of Duluth for units sold or if it's the Denfeld market. So, um, you know, just stay tuned. We'll have that up here in the next Hey, week. Gary. Gary? Yes. <laughs> You're like me. I'm sure that you could draw out those areas one time and label them for yourself and save that search. <laughs> you know, but I understand that the map programs on there are, are a little bit cumbersome. Um, but, you know, you can make up your own areas, I'm pretty sure. I need to just go back to the learn how to do that kind of video for, for our MLS if I wanted to do the same. Yeah. Uh, we'll get it figured out and, and, and get it reported because it's fun. It's It was always fun doing that. and uh, uh, I don't want to lose that. But uh, anyways, Jim, we have uh, 37 active listings in the city of Duluth uh, so far this year. And they have an, an average list price of, I'm going to say, $258,000. So far this year in the city of Duluth, we've sold 27 homes. We've, also, we've already closed 27 properties in two weeks. Average uh, sale price is $239,000. And here's the big number, Jim. We have already 73 properties that are pending. Right. And so uh, it seems like, you know, the market is, is starting out strong this year already. And, and uh, uh, it should continue to, to be strong as well. So um, keep watching these numbers. Duluth itself has sold the 59 homes in the New York Proctor and Skyline. Uh, that are sold a couple houses as well. So, uh, or they're pending. I'm not pending. Those aren't sold. Those are pending numbers. So, um, uh, interesting stats, good numbers, healthy numbers. And, uh, to me, that indicates that it's going to be another healthy season. And, uh, uh, we look forward to it. And, uh, I don't know how much time we have left, but just we got about a minute. So, yeah, I would just, uh, let's just give out our, uh, information one more time and then we'll check out. Okay. Folks, you can reach me at 218-390-0615. And I am down here in Florida, but I still have my local number, 218-348-7653. All right, Gary, we got we got like 30 seconds to talk about playoffs. Who's your big upset this weekend? Oh, I got to go. I think, I think Dallas is going to get upset. Um, I think they're playing the Rams, if yeah, I'm correct. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, I, you picked I think, mine. No fair. We've got the same one. I think the Rams are going to beat Dallas, and uh, I don't have them in front of me, so I don't even know who else is Right, playing. yeah, and I, I think that uh, I was looking at some of the odds. You know, I look at it. I don't really bet, but to me it looks like the, uh, the, the Pittsburgh-Kansas City over number, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but it seemed awfully low. I kind of think that Kansas City is going to cream Pittsburgh. Um. But we'll see what happens. Uh, six football games this weekend. It should be fun. Six games. Vikes are looking for a new coach and a new general manager. And yeah. uh, we'll see if it shakes out with that as well. All right, Gary. We'll talk with you next week. Thanks, folks, for listening to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. And we'll be back next week.